Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm your host, Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware, no matter where you are or where you go. Good morning, friends. It's Gabriel Grimes. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. It's an Easter, beautiful Easter morning. Sun is coming out from behind me. I'm in my home, uh, sitting behind my computer screen, armed with a cup of amazing coffee that I just finished brewing, and a cup, a Starbucks cup from Boston. Beautiful town. Love the city. So full of history. And today on Easter Day, I just want to remind you to remember this beautiful day and the reason why it's important for us as a family and as a Christian myself. Today, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was risen from the dead. And I believe that he took his blood and took it to heaven, placed it on an altar so that we would not have to pay for our sins because he paid them for us. And if we believe that we we take on that gift that he's given us then we don't have to uh, suffer the consequences of sin but we can be we are redeemed and that's a beautiful thing today ever since i was a small boy i mean i'm talking five years old as, as far as i remember five years old i would dressed taken to easter morning sunday morning service sunrise service and we would be on our best behavior. Somehow I knew that it was supposed to be super, super special. And I remember one day in particular, I was in Maryland. Um, The Sunday service was outside. The early morning service was outside. It was a cold morning. I think I remember mist, uh, a dew on the ground. There was fog as we pulled into the parking lot. And I remember people singing four or five different hymns. Uh, pastor said some words. My mom was singing. She was dressed really nice. My dad had a tie on. Um, these are the small things that I remember as a fifth, five-year-old. And then, and then I remember finding a turtle <laughs> in the grass at the, at the uh, church. That's my memory, my first memory of a sunrise service, Easter sunrise service at five years old. It must have been 1975, 70, 76, maybe. <clears throat> it was beautiful. But anyway, it is April 12th, and it is episode 49, day 27 of the coronavirus response. Thank you for tuning in. I really wanted to be sitting down with you yesterday and telling you a little bit more about what was going on in the world and you know, filling in what would I be doing as a security professional in those circles, but alas, with everything that's going on at the house, I just did not have a time to myself, any special moment to sit down and actually talk to you. There was just craziness going on. Um, There was rowing. Um, There was, um, uh, my son was here, a friend of his was here. Um, There was a lot of laughing and giggling and, and shouting and Yes, I know. You're saying, what? You're not uh, self-quarantining. You had someone else come into your house and says, yes, I, I did. And, and well, I don't think it's any, any secret that uh, my concern about the COVID-19 virus is less than the average 
bear. I don't see it as dangerous as a lot of people have seen it and perceive it to be. So if I'm hurting your sensibilities, I am sorry for that. Please, I hope you overlook it. As we continue through, um, we will see a lot of strange things going on as more and more people start uh, recognizing <coughs> the, I don't know, I think more and more people are going to recognize how silly all this is in the first place. I'm not saying you're silly. Um, it is a... It is a concern. I can tell you that I went to the grocery store yesterday to get something else for the household. As you can as you remember, I told you someone else was here. And when I went, I mean, there was more people with the masks on. And so, by of course, if you're going to have masks on, that means that more and more people are concerned and aware. And as we get closer and closer to coming back to work, I'm sure that the uh, the individuals, the 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 um, directors, the government officials will start enforcing a mask on rule, maybe gloves as well. They're going to do something to appease the fear. So listen, if government were ever to come clean and say, you know what, it was all a big hoax, well, the people would not believe them ever again. They, they have to continue on with the narrative. If they actually came clean and found out and told us, well, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Fauci did say 60,000 people would die and and less have died and it is less than the flu. So yeah, you're right. It really wasn't that bad. That would be the last time the government would be able to use that stick on us. So <laughs> that's um, they're going to have to do something <clears throat> to at least keep us believing that what they say is always the truth. But so it's really important to, to notice something else. As a, as a crisis management director, um, as a uh, responder, and as a security professional, it's very important to, to recognize that if we ever, as a crisis management team, <clears throat> lose the trust of our stakeholders, uh, we lose the ability to control um, an organization. So it. So as we address these issues, we must consider our veracity. We should always work with um, with, with the. Always, we should always work as transparent as possible. And as soon as new information comes in, it should be passed on to the stakeholders. Um, if, and, and not worry about control. Because what happens is the moment we start worrying about control, we lose sight of the goal. What is the goal? The goal is business continuity. <laughs> it's not addressing the issue. And I think that is something that many crisis management teams, it's a fallacy or it's a, it's a honeypot that many crisis management teams get focused on. They get focused on addressing the issue. The explosion happens and the crisis management team is solely focused on patching up the hole or the window or the roof collapses on the warehouse and the whole focus with the crisis management team is fixing the window, uh, fixing the roof. That's not the reason for the crisis management. The crisis management team's focus, main focus, is business continuity. The addressing these issues, addressing the 
the tornado damage, the hurricane damage, the explosion damage, the kidnapping. Those are other people's responsibilities. Now, those roles and those activities may fit underneath the crisis management team for a time, but the whole focus of the crisis management team is business continuity. Remember I told you the first the first activity that the team does is to address and the, the triage. In other words, stop the bleeding. So yes, uh, there's a major uh, building collapse. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some videos of blevies. If you've seen a blevy before, there's a blevy and it levels a whole city block of a warehouse. How do you manage that? Well, you're going to stop the bleeding. Make sure that everybody is safe and sound. And if anyone isn't, they're being addressed and taken care of as soon as possible. Uh, no additional damage is being happened to the building. And as soon as that's happening, as that's happened, plans need to be drawn up on how to get back to business. Finding another location, building that building, using other people's um, resources to piggyback off of their space or their machines to get things out, to fulfill orders, to address the stakeholders. That is crisis management. It, that is the main focus of crisis management, business continuity. But what happens is many times, because we get so caught up in the event that we start focusing solely on the event, for instance, um, the the kidnapping event that happened uh, in my company in Mexico. You know, there was a time after a week and a half we got into a, a groove, a routine. It was a, it was a good routine, but in that routine, we we um, we started just fo just focusing. I mean, it was interesting. We were just focusing on the crisis, and we had lots of things to do during the day. We had to look at um, talking to the the wife, the surviving relatives. We had to talk to uh, try to find out if we can contact the uh, the kidnappers. We needed to talk to our employees. We need to talk to other stakeholders. We needed to inform other people. We needed. There was a lot of activities that were going on just around the crisis management. But then it became ev evident that um, we, were, of course, we weren't going to be able to bring those two individuals back but that's beside the point what 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 is the point <clears throat> is that it became obvious that we needed to move on and we should have been thinking this a lot sooner we shouldn't have been thinking oh well obviously this is not gonna bear a positive fruit we need to move on we should have been thinking this in the very beginning the moment the kidnapping happened we should have been thinking okay when is this over and I know it's callous. I'm not saying it's a warm and fuzzy feeling. But crisis management is not about warm and fuzzies. It's about getting things done and done as quickly as possible. You know, when you're, um, if you're a boat in the water and you hit a reef, one of the first things you want to do is patch up that hole so you're not taking on water. But the other thing is you don't want to stay around the reef anymore. <clears throat> so you want to move. So the first thing is to cover that hole. The next thing is to get all far away. You're not thinking about, oh my goodness, well, all the bed sheets were wet because you, you know, made a hole in the hull and it, it damaged, the water damage has gotten in and it's destroyed several staterooms. No, you, you're not thinking that. 
you're thinking about moving on. <clears throat> and that's what a crisis management team is all about. It's about moving on and getting things ready. And um, that's what <clears throat> I think a president Trump is trying to do. And I think he, what his doing, what his his focus is is on the right things. And I wish that all of the government would be focused on the same thing, not just the federal, but the local and the state. And the news media should stop. I, you know, I appreciate the news because the news brings out things that maybe other people have not focused on or thought about. But right now, the news is asking questions, not out of curiosity, but out of spite. <laughs> and I think that's just kind of wrong. I don't think it's kind of wrong. I think it is wrong. Well, on other news, did you hear about the study that was released on Yahoo News? 13 feet, it said. The coronavirus particles, biological particles, can be discovered or can be found 13 feet away from a sneeze or a cough, which is normal. And yet, why in the world did our medical professionals say that it, we needed six feet? Where did the six feet come from? They already knew this. I mean, I saw videos of this before, how people would sneeze and it would go fall so far away. Why, why, why six? Where did that number come from? Strange, I know. I know. Sometimes I don't understand what our government's trying to do to us. And why do they think that we're morons? But then again, it goes back to the crisis management piece and how I was telling you that as a crisis management uh, uh, participant, uh, crisis management team participant, we have to be very careful on how we present our stuff. We get this type of response and in the stakeholders, they're just not going to believe us, which is not what we want. We want people to believe us as a crisis management uh, team members because our, our main goal is business continuity. And that <clears throat> has to be our main focus. Uh, so what have you done to stay mentally alert and physically fit in these last couple of, in this day. <clears throat> I can tell you, I, um, I'm telling you, I'm hoping that I can uh, get a couple of thousand, a thousand meters of, of rowing, although we still have a, a, a house guest. And so it's going to make, may, maybe take a little bit more time and may not happen actually because <clears throat> we have, you know, breakfast and then we're gonna have um we're gonna do church online and then we're going to do lunch and maybe take this person to the airport i'm not sure but anyway that all has to happen today and so i'm not sure we're gonna be able to do this but i can tell you I'm very positive mental altitude i'm very heavy on the social part right now uh, maybe not a lot of you are because you're self-quarantining and not having someone over but I can tell you that um, it is good to be social. It is good to talk to people and to be around people. Um, I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited about this church online. It's a way to to meet people and see people. And what we do is we hashtag our images so that everybody in the church can see all of us doing the exact same thing, sitting in front of our computer or television, <clears throat> streaming the video onto the, the device. That's a beautiful thing. Um, we are uh, eating fresh foods, of course. Remember I told you about that? We are, we are cutting alcohol out, which is another super big thing. Good for the health. And... Um, 
we're excited. I'm excited about what today means. And I hope that you keep uh, are doing the exact same thing. Oh, one last thing before we, we, we you know, sign off. I want to talk about something else that I saw on the news. Uh, Anak Krakatau. It's a mountain. It's a volcano in Indonesia. It just erupted. It's the strongest eruption since 2018. That's right, 2018. It is uh, shooting ash 15 kilometers straight up in the sky. That's huge. And, you know, as a crisis management uh, professional, security professional, it's one of those things we pay attention to. I mean, are you prepared for a volcano? I made fun of it in another episode about how, you know, my tips and, and um, hacks help you stay alive and stay aware, alert and stay safe no matter where you are, where you go. But, um, and I made a, a comment, we don't know everything like volcanoes. And sure enough, you can plan for a volcano. You can be aware of the volcano. But if you're in the volcano, like <laughs> you're one of those people doing tourist um, viewing of the volcano, well, then you're going to be really surprised. Uh, it's going to be quite the shock. In any case, um, Krakatau is now erupting. And what does that mean for us as uh, people here in the United States? Well, not much, but I have been noticing a lot of activity along the uh, Ring of Fire, a lot of volcan volcanic activity, and a lot of earthquakes going on lately. And so I think it would be a good idea if you have people traveling in those areas to be alerting them of their actions, making sure that they know what to do. Have a plan for them. How can they going to get home? You know, when the <clears throat> volcano erupted in Iceland, uh, oh my goodness, what, how long ago was that? over maybe 20 years ago I forget but there were so many there was so much ash in the sky that uh, flights were canceled and so people couldn't get home so how are you going to address those employees that are over there so think about that as the we uh, watch the Krakatau volcano continue to erupt and then let's look at some of our numbers our COVID-19 numbers in New York City, we have a current uh, death toll of 5742, and that's from the New York City Health uh, page. And then from John Hopkins University, it's 6,370. So once again, John Hopkins is outpacing New York City in identifying the deaths that are in the city themselves. <clears throat> Just... Just quite unusual how these numbers don't don't add up. But I'm sure there's probably some you know, rational reasoning why some of these numbers are not adding up. Maybe as we get closer to the end of this whole ordeal, uh, these numbers will start making sense. But for the moment, not so much. <laughs> well, I hope you have an amazing Easter day. What I'm going to be doing today is... Um, we're going to go downstairs. I'm going to make breakfast for this crowd of crazy people in my house. And then we're going to um, watch church online and then prepare for dinner, lunch. And we're just going to have a good time just being here together, remembering this beautiful day and why it is so important. Well, I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Remember, you are security.